It's a deck cast, it's a deck cast, it's a deck cast. The ACCCAST, cause I said it's a deck cast, it's a deck cast, it's a deck cast, deck cast. The ACCCAST, the ACCCAST. You're listening to Deck Cast, produced by students of Danville AMD College. Welcome back to DATCAST. I'm Erin Anderson. And I'm Landon Frazier. Our mission with DATCAST is to create a platform that's created by students and made for students. We want everyone here on campus to become more familiar with the faces you see every day here at DAC. With that being said, we are so excited to bring you today's episode. We are here today with biology for professor Stephanie Loveless. We are so excited to have you on the show and to give people the opportunity to learn more about you today. Thank you for having me here. Could you give us a little bit of the rundown about just kind of what you do here at DAC? Well, I I teach a lot of biology, (laughs) which I'm sure is a surprise. No, I teach um, a lot of animal-based biology, um, animals and society. I'm doing human biology this spring semester for the first time, Um, environmental science, the basic biologies for majors and non-majors classes, yeah. Um, What does a normal day look like for you here on campus? Yeah, normal days. There... The fall semesters are, are, are a little bit low-key. Um, I have pretty much straight bio um, all day. My Thursdays are long because I have lab Thursday nights until like 8 o'clock at night. So I'm here all day long. Um, running through labs, meetings sometimes. Um, I've gotten involved in the assessment process recently. So that's taken up a lot of my free time. Um, I taught a success in college this class, or this semester, for the first time ever, and that was a lot of fun. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Lots of grading, lots of answering emails. Yeah, that's pretty much a normal Do you teach a lot of online classes, or are most of your classes in person? They're all face-to-face, except for one section of my um, uh, environmental science class. It's fully online. Yeah, and then I have the web hybrid, where the lectures are online and the students come in for lab. Did you have any other jobs before accepting the position here at DAC? Um, I taught at grad school, um, like after college. I did all kinds of things um, before college. Uh, I didn't go straight to college from high school. It took uh, several years, actually, for me to kind of make a decision about what I wanted to do. Um, so I've worked in factories, I've waited tables, I sold carpet for a long time. <laughs> That's very random. Yeah, it was. Um, but I learned a lot about floors, so it's come in handy. Um, and then once I started college, I worked just through the school, uh, work-study stuff in tutoring centers and things like that. And um, then I, I was a teaching assistant all through grad school and taught multiple different classes. So teaching wasn't what you always wanted to do? No. Uh, um, From the time, like, I was little, my mom had said I would be a teacher. And so I resisted that with, like, all the power I could do. And then when I started college, finally started, uh, I was elementary ed um, until I started doing class observations. And then I realized that was not a good fit for me. Um, and I was kind of up in the air, and I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, I had decided I wanted to teach. Um, I thought about high school for a while, and then eventually settled on teaching at a college. 
How did you wind up at the college that you did? It says here that you went to the University of Southern Indiana Evansville. I did. Um, that was my undergraduate. And mostly I wound up there because I got married young and um, that's where he lived. And so I went to the college <laughs> that was available to me. Uh, it was a really good school. It's like a, a mid-size college. And then I ended up, uh, went to grad school at Clemson University. Um, and mostly, like, that was a lot of, I, I, like, applied to a lot of different grad schools. And, you know, they bring you out and you go on these tours and you, you meet with all the faculty. And I just, I loved the people at Clemson um, and the area. I mean, how can you beat South Carolina? Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, it was a gorgeous campus. And um, the weather was significantly better than it is here. So, yeah, that ended up being where I went for grad school. And I loved it. Like, I, I didn't necessarily want to leave. Um, but, you know, I miss being home. I miss being in this area. So You went to Clemson in person, so it wasn't online? No. No, it was school. fully, yeah. I mean, it was way before, I don't even think we had <laughs> classes were a thing at that point. <laughs> So you didn't always want to, did you always want to know you would end back, (laughs) did you always know you wanted to end up back here or did you? I mean, I didn't. So the, the whole thing, I was actually looking for jobs in South Carolina in that area. Um, and my, my husband at the time, my, he, my ex now, he, his dad got sick and, um, he had melanoma and so, and it was bad. And so we wanted to get back into the area so we could be closer to his family um, and help out with whatever we could. So we were looking at places. He's from southern Indiana, so we were looking at places um, down there, and we looked at places up here, and I got offered a couple of jobs, but I, I took this one because uh, I, I wanted to be close, again, close to my parents. I grew up in Clinton, Indiana. Um and so it's like 45 minutes from here. So I like having that locale, like being that close to them, but also that far from them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we hear there's a funny story that you had to do to get your master's degree. You want to talk a little bit about that? So my, my degree from Clemson is in um, the inheritance of behavioral, of courtship display behaviors and how that links to speciation. And the groups that we used, I used fish, and so I had to um, watch fish have sex. That was, we recorded them, and then I had to score all of their behaviors, and because we bred a bunch of hybrids and then mapped the genetics associated with that. But I spent hours and hours and hours watching videos of fish mating. It was... Yeah, yeah. I had my son (laughs) in grad school, and um, that summer after he was born, he was born in April, and I had to, I spent just hours in the lab with him in his little carrier while I was watching the fish doing all this stuff, and he was just there. It's just kind of, it was an interesting experience. (laughs) Okay, so we understand that you recently went on a 30-mile hike along the Ohio River. I did. Um, Um, You want to talk about that? It was Really interesting. Uh, I'd never done anything like that. We backpacked, um, slept in hammocks in the night. It was a lot of fun. But the coolest thing, which is also the creepiest thing, we were out on the trail, 
And I wasn't leading. I did not want to lead because we started walking at like, it was 8 o'clock at night, so it was dark. And we had headlamps on, and um, Sean is who I was with, and he said, he asked me if I wanted to lead. And I was like, no, you lead. I'll follow you. That's fine. So he, he uh, is walking, and he keeps looking around, and he keeps like kicking rocks and throwing pieces of leaves and I'm just like what are you doing he's like you don't see that I'm like I see you throwing things around I don't see anything else he's like it's like there's glass all over the floor there's like snow or so I'm like what are you talking about he's like come up here so he puts me in front and so I start looking around and there's like little pieces of silver glitter all over I mean like as far as the light touches there's just this glitter and so I come up and I see one and I get closer to it and closer to it and closer to it. And then a spider runs away. So what I realized is that those were spider eyes because they have, they have a set of eyes that just reflect light and that's what wow. they look like. I'd never seen it in person before, yeah. so it, I didn't know that's what it was. But it was absolutely terrifying because there were like thousands of those eyes just everywhere and... You just don't realize how many of them are around you when you're walking through the yeah. forest like that. I would have wow. just turned around. There was, that well, gave me we chills. Were, like, <laughs> we were putting spiders. the up. And Sean said, do you want your bug net? I'm like, after what we just saw? I'm like, I want to walk in the bug net. I mean, that was, wow. You yeah. guys, okay, so you guys backpacked all the way through. So you guys made your own food and stuff? Um, or so did you, like, bring some? We brought these, like meal bar things and then had um like quinoa things that we would just kind of warm up we did overnight oats and that's what we had for breakfast so we would soak those the night before but yeah we carried we put everything in backpacks i mean my backpack that i had was i think it was 35 pounds and so we're wow. walking i mean it was a lot mm -hmm. um and i just have never hiked like that before it was really cool we stopped and did like he had these um water purification thing so we would filter stream water and put it into containers and i was like that made me a little nervous um because i'm like i don't see how it gets everything out of the water but he drank it all he didn't get sick once so i guess they do a good job yeah would you do something like that again did you like enjoy oh, I, it that much? i loved it it was incredible um i i think after doing that not that it's in any way comparison but i think i would like to do that um the Appalachian Trail at some point. I think that would be a really cool thing to do. Now, it would be nice to do the one on the the West Coast. The I don't remember what that one's called, but um, that one's a lot longer and significantly more rugged from my understanding. I'm not sure I'd be up for that one. What made you want to do that? I just, I have, I would have always loved hiking. It's something I've always wanted to do. And Sean is really into that he's done multiple things like that and so uh i did one last year um over thanksgiving but it was in november so it was cold and i i made us stay in a and b at night and then we'd go hike in the morning and we'd hike all day and then go back to the b and b um and i liked that a lot mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but this one i enjoyed as well and the weather was nice so it wasn't too hot and it wasn't too cold uh, i do think if i do it again not if i will do it again um, I prefer to do it in the fall. Uh, we didn't get to see a lot because the trees were so green, like everything was greened out. We barely got glimpses of the river as we were walking through it because the forest was so dense in that area. So I think the fall would be better just because you'd see more. How many days was it? Um, it was 
we did started what Friday night walked for several hours all day Saturday and then part of the day on Sunday so it's probably about 48 hours you know out yeah. there consistently so that's awesome it was fun do you want to talk a little bit more about what you like to do in your free time? We know you like playing tennis and you love Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> big, giant Star Wars nerd. Um, I don't do it as much anymore. I used to organize a group that played this one Star Wars game on Discord, and I was like the leader of the group. And um, I had to like organize raids, and it was so strange. And I still look back at that, and I'm like, I can't believe I did that, but I did. Um, I don't really do a lot of that anymore. I have kind of taken back to reading. I'm trying to de-electronic things a little bit more. Um, I walk a lot, hike a lot, you know, do stuff with my kids. I play tennis a lot. Um, and that's, I think, the bulk of things right now. I'm trying to think if there's anything else fun and interesting that I do, and I can't come up with anything. So. <laughs> it's hard to think of it on the it spot, is, too. It is. So tell us a little bit about your family. And you were talking about your kids earlier. So, like, how old are they, and what are their names and everything? Um, I have two kids. Uh, my son, Xander, is uh, 15, so he is a sophomore at DHS. Uh, my daughter, Raina, is 11. Uh, she'll be 12 in January. And she is in sixth grade at Southview. Um, and they are, my son fences, my daughter has played softball, but she is thinking maybe she wants to get into tennis now. So um, I think we'll be trying that out here soon. And then what else? Oh, Xander Games. He's like, he joined the e-gaming group at the high school and will probably be up here doing that <laughs> at some point. So... Um, he likes doing that a lot. They, uh, I mean, what else do they do? They, my, my daughter draws, so she's into, she likes to, she does a lot of animation stuff, so specifically that genre of drawing, so she does everything electronically. Um, she has a YouTube channel where she makes little videos from her drawings and That's cool. posts them, so Very cool. she loves doing that stuff. Well, that's cool that they want to play tennis and, like, game and stuff because you could help them with that. You could I, that. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so we know you grew up in Indiana. What was your favorite part about where you grew up? Oh, I it, I don't know. I grew up in it was a small town, um, which I think is good and bad. Uh, it's nice because there's a sense of security associated with that, but then it's bad because everybody knows everything about everybody even if they don't know anything about yeah. you. So um, it, it's it's a little kind of closed off, I think, in that regard. And um, But I, I like the people I grew up with. You know, I had a, a good experience. I, you know, obviously my family is, I think they're pretty awesome. Um, and Clinton was, it was a good place. And I loved the high school. We had some awesome teachers and a lot of experiences. But uh, you miss out on certain things. Um, Part of the reason that when I moved here that I chose Danville specifically was because of the opportunities at the high school. There's just so much, um, so many options that the kids have access to there. Uh, and I never did when I was in school. And, and it, it's just, it's a neat um, ability to be able to take advantage of those kinds of things when they're available to you. Yeah. What attracted you to DAC 
So you said that the high school really attracted you to, like, the Danville area, but what made you choose to be a teacher here at DAC? Well, um, part of it was there aren't, uh, like I said, we were trying to get closer to family, um, and there aren't a lot of, um, like, community colleges in Indiana. They don't Mm -hmm. have, like, outside of Ivy Tech, there isn't really anything there. Um, And when I saw the job opening opening here, uh, I applied for it. And I started looking into the school. Um, and I just, I like the options that are here. I like the variety of classes. There aren't a lot of um, community colleges. Like if I were to have gone to Ivy Tech or something, I wouldn't have the variety of biology classes that I do. Um, I, I feel like a lot of the junior colleges, a lot of the community colleges, some of them tend to be uh, more kind of technical based and, and not as much I don't want to say that it's not academic because it is academic regardless, but a lot of them tend to be more technical focused. Uh, whereas here, I think we have such a wide berth. You know, we are there's areas that are focused on the technical side of things, areas that are focused more on the um, kind of like continuing education. You know, the fact that we have a transfer program, the um, the I love the connection that DAC has to the community. We do a lot of events that, which we haven't done family science night in a few years because of COVID, but that type of thing where we bring, you know, the people for the community in um, and, and just interact with them and show them, you know, the college and, you know, everything that we have to offer here. Um, you know, we do Eagle Day. That's an event that I've organized in the past that, you know, again, we bring the, the grade schools in to, to see the, the flight displays. Um, I I just, I really appreciate that. And, you know, the bottom line is I love the people I work with. Like, I I can't imagine a better group of people. Um, It feels like a family to be here as opposed to be, and that, you know, makes coming to work every day so much easier um, when you genuinely enjoy being around the people that you're with. Yeah. That's what most people yeah. have said that we brought on here. Mm-hmm. There's like it's the relationships that keep them. Yeah, there. yeah. It's, I mean, there's no doubt about that. Like, I just, I, I couldn't imagine having this anywhere else. So, did you have a person in your life who played a role in what you do today? Uh, yeah. When I was uh, in undergrad, the uh, um, my advisor was a huge. Um, kind of role model for me. I actually model how I teach after how he taught. I, I just thought he was one of the best teachers I've ever had. Um, and, you know, he I did undergraduate research with him and, you know, he helped me map everything out and figure out exactly what I needed. My, um, my PI, the primary investigator in the lab that I worked in, in at Clemson said that I had one of the best rounded transcripts she's ever seen come through there um, that there were no areas where I had deficiencies and and that's I'm sure because of him I mean he told me what I should do and what to take he helped me apply everything so he was a huge driving force for me kind of getting through everything that's great what are some of the long and short-term goals that you have for your field here Oh, well, I would like to grow the biology majors transfer program. Um, the I teach the Biology 102. That's one of the primary courses I teach. But a few years ago, um, I added a class called the 103, which is the second half of that. So the 102 focuses on, like, the, the cell properties, the bi- biological chemistry um, cells themselves. So it's more the molecular side. Um, the 103 is 
more the organismal side. Like we do evolution. Um, we talk about, you know, we walk through the different um, domains of life, uh, talk about the characteristics and, and uh, features that tie them together. Uh, and we do ecology at the end. And, and those are like some of my favorite subjects to do. Um, that's probably my favorite class that I, I get to teach. It doesn't go all the time because the enrollment in it is kind of low. Um, is it animals in society? No, that's um, 104. This is biology 103. Okay. So it's, um, it's I love 104. Because um, I was th- in your class yes, for that. Yeah. Um, that class is so much fun. Um, and it's similar to that, but animals in society focuses solely on the animal side of things, which is where my heart is, because <laughs> uh, my degree is in zoology. So, um, but the uh, 103 brings in um, a little more in depth. Like we go a lot more into evolution than what we did in 104, and we go through the plant world. We look at microbes, we look at protists, um, fungus. So, like the entire world around us in terms of the life there so it's it's a it's a big class it's a lot (laughs) um but it's a lot of fun and the labs are so like in 104 we looked at the already dissected specimens in 103 they do the dissecting themselves so um that's kind of the primary difference is it's like i guess 104 is kind of an animal variation of that for it's generally targeted for people who aren't going to be a science major um yeah, but 103 is built like a, a true majors biology course. I mean, it's 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 a it's a lot, but it's a lot of fun. Um, the labs are really interesting, but I'm like redoing all of that right now. So yeah, I think you started that with our class. You started redoing them because I remember we had like no like paperwork. <laughs> yes. and you had to type it up before every class. Yes, um, but yeah. we did lots of microscope work in there. Yeah, there's a lot of that because there's so much of those things are investigatory, and it's just like looking at the slides that show the concepts that we're talking about. Yeah. How do you go about getting students involved and interested in an education? Um, I just try to talk to them. I try to be personable, you know, um, engage with them, be willing to answer questions. And um, I'm I'm trying to, I want to pull in more of the um, like service learning type stuff that Dr. Brown does with some of her classes um, because I think that's a really good way to not only um, engage students just in science, but to just encourage like foster that growth and and recognize that there are things that we can do just on a day-to-day basis that that make a big difference so okay now again okay Okay, so now Now it's time for dak attack (laughs) it's this game where we just it's like this or that you answer as fast as you can we're going to ask you a couple questions we tried to make some like things that you're interested in but Uh we might have just been like (laughs) off the rails and you don't care about any of them but okay do you want to do the first one? Or okay. Do you want me to? So, oh, I don't care. Okay, so I'll do it. Okay. Yep. Okay, so Yoda or Baby Yoda? Yoda. Oceans or mountains? Oh, that's hard. Uh, probably mountains, actually, yeah. Turtle or frog? Turtle. <laughs> Cardinal or blue jay? Cardinal. Facebook or Twitter? Facebook. Cake or pie? Neither. <laughs> <laughs> um, swimming or tanning? Um, tanning. Jogging or hiking? Hiking. Passenger or driver? Passenger. Amusement park or day at the beach? Day at the beach. 
Okay. Well, thank you so much um, for being here. We really appreciate you sitting down with us today. And thank you guys for listening. This is Aaron Anderson. And Landon Frazier for DATCAST. Stay classy, Jaguars.